Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Coming from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. Hope you get there. We will absolutely help you get there. Why wouldn't we help you get there? Help me get there, kids. For 10,000 recommended installers, Tyrac.com. The way tire buying should be. Welcome in. Buyers here. Jay Stu's here. Iowa Sam's here as well. Um, wait to hear what Jock Vaughn had to say about Ben Simmons and his playing time. I think it, it actually is the smartest and most honest answer a coach has ever given. And um, and uh, the juxtaposition of what I said last night on Australian. Did you guys know that I'm big in Austra- on Australian radio? No. Bayer, did you have any idea? Nope. Uh, yeah, every once in a while I pop on this Australian show. It's really, really popular. Where, where, and, in in what city? Um, 
I think Sydney. Okay. Perth. I was out. I was on in one in Perth uh, a couple of years ago. So on the uh, west coast of Australia. Sorry, Doug. Yes. This was your moment. This was your Aussie moment, and I had to jump in with my own credentials. No, it's okay, dude. I don't. But, I don't care. I don't care. I, I mean, it's really. It's. It's <laughs> honestly like you and I are the same in that. Uh, I was on a show, Joel and Fletch, which, by the way, one of the most popular podcasts in the world. And um, so I popped on with them last week from from Scottsdale. Oh, not from Scottsdale. From our hotel in Phoenix, and. I and I said they asked me for first player to score a touchdown, and I said, "Well, that's easy, Jalen Hurts, right? Because as we know, Eagles hop out early, and he has the ball the most times. That ended up hitting." They said, "Who wins the game?" And I said, "The Chiefs." And I and they said, "Why?" So like, well, Pat Mahomes magic at the end of a game, and he'll be the MVP. It was twenty-eight to one odds on on that same game parlay, and. Uh, one of them, a thousand bucks. And so, um, guys, if if we want to take the show to Australia, I think we'd be well well taken care of by the crew there. I'd love to go, by the way. That's a place that I, I need to get to. Um, Australia, they, they just seem like a bunch of badasses. Like, you just want to go to a bar and start drinking beer and talking to those people. And... They don't like have restrictions on uh, on like bungee cord jumping and skydiving, so you could like do some really crazy stuff in Australia. You had me until you said bungee cord. You well, you, you could watch. You could you could watch when we go. Yeah, that would be cool. I would do that. I would totally watch. <laughs> I would film your imminent death. That would be that would be you know. I think that would go viral. Uh, all right. Anyway, so we both are big. Me and Byer are both big in Australia. That's huge. This show is big in the state of Wisconsin where I'm broadcasting from. Byers home state, my the state of my birth as well. But it's also Valentine's Day. So we thought we'd get we thought we'd get to the midway. The idea of the midway is middle of the show, middle of the day, middle of the week. But we're doing the midway a little bit earlier in the week. It's a Tuesday, and we're going to do it based upon love, right? Isn't that the idea, Jay Stu? Uh, yeah, you kind of took took it where it didn't really need to go. I, we'll do the midway tomorrow. I just think we'll this, do the is, again tomorrow. this is a Valentine's Day thing. I mean, by by a law, every radio show in the country has to do a Valentine's you know bit, and so we're going to do that. We're going to have a little fun with it. I, simply speaking. What do you love in sports now, or who do you love? Um, and I, I'll kick this off so you yeah, guys you can think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Reid, I love. Um, because Andy Reid not only is just this lovable teddy bear, um, he's like the one guy, and I'm such a jaded person. I'm, I'm giving you a lot about myself right now. I actually root for him to succeed. I can't say that, that about many people. I really don't. Um, I just, I usually find a flaw in a person and I, I, I dislike them. But Andy Reid is so lovable. He always says the right things. Those commercials are great. He's obviously a great coach. You can never find a person that has a bad thing to say about him. Andy Reid, I love you. Um, and by the way, a side note here, I love Dan Beyer because you know what Dan has done the last two breaks of What's today's he show? He's come in here and he's spent time with Sam and me. 
And then he admitted, I have uh, delayed my my journey to the restroom to spend time <laughs> with you guys. So I love Dan True Byer. True story. Yeah. Yes. Yes. A little, little, little TMI. Dan, you want to share with what you love in sports? Well, I didn't need that sound effect. It's. A, I think we all understood. That made it worse? You know, those are. that's a Iowa Sam fingerprint. You know, you're hearing a lot of different stuff. Your sense is maybe overloaded right now. Doug, there, I had an obvious one, and I think you guys would probably know where I'm going this, but in truly of everything, and I think that there are a lot of people who feel the same way, I love the Masters. And it is... It is unlike any sporting event, and there is something about the, it's it's just magical, and I think that's that's really really obvious. But if I had to pick a number one thing in sports, and now we're seeing a lot of the promos because we're two months out, heck, less than two months out uh, from it being Masters Week, and now the NFL's in the rearview mirror. Um, that is that is something that I truly truly love in sports uh that's my obvious answer i do have another one but i i want us to go well around. how about how about we come but we go back around because yeah, i think yeah. we all have a, have a couple yeah. i was saying what, what do you what do you got i would like to profess my love for the regular season of college basketball mm. give me your mountain west showdowns on friday night give me your acc showdowns on monday night and your big 12 on tuesday nights and your big 10 on thursday nights a lot of people love to mock the regular season in college basketball. They say all that matters is March Madness. But in sports and in generally in life, it's not about the destination. The most enjoyable part is the journey. And I find that watching college basketball, and not just Big Ten, not just Iowa, I'm, I'm talking about all college basketball. When I go to a, a sports app and, it go, and I go to the college basketball page and I look at the uh, – the rundown for the, the games. It goes to, by default to top 25. No. Give me Division One. Give me the whole slate. And let me see what we got. <laughs> I love college basketball's regular season. And partly why, Doug, Fran McCaffrey of Iowa. Just not great about making deep runs in the tournament. So I enjoy the regular season. And uh, I love college basketball's regular season. The buildup to the to the grand final. I, I also think, I'm like, look, tonight's a big night in Stillwater um, where Kansas comes to town. They've had trouble filling that arena. It should be filled tonight. I think, I think the fandom of the the big the road win for those uh, for those uh, for Oklahoma State coming yeah, out. I, mean, I, I think the, the the fandom. I mean, like, look, high schools are now taking on the the image that they see of college student sections, and I think that's a that's a great thing. What do I love? Like, well, first, I I, I love sports. I mean, not just because it provides me a healthy living covering it, but just playing sports helped me kind of cut in line with guys that worked a lot harder at their craft, you know, allow me to get into this field in which I actually just get to talk about sports and life for a living. That's a cool job. Um, I echo the set, all the sentiments of, of the guys you're talking about. I, I love that Andy Reid is just the most lovable character, right? The anti-coach coach where he can take a joke about his weight and maybe crack it on himself and and seems like a truly delightful guy, um, but I, I'll tell you, I love, I love, really, really love um, the underdog stories of the guys who, you know, have made it despite the fact that they started in humble beginnings. I was watching a clip of Max Struess talk about Jamari Bouye, and they're both on the Miami Heat, and Max Struess, who played at DePaul, but he started his career at a division two school, Jamari Bouye played San Francisco. He had one scholarship offer 
out of high school, right? Now these guys are both in the NBA. I just love that. I love the marathon idea instead of the sprint. Uh, those sports stories kind of keep me coming back. And obviously Tom Brady being, you know, the greatest kind of underdog story, if you will, being a six-round draft pick, becoming arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. And that, that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. Uh, all right, we can go back around. Dan, we'll go back around to you because I know you have one topic. Yeah, and it, well, it kind of, you know, piggybacks a little of, of what Sam was saying. But, you know, I mentioned how much I love the Masters and golf, and the Masters is, you know, it's it feels like it's, you know, the same every year, and there's something that's very, very comforting. Uh, and there are a lot of reasons why I love it. What I also love is Selection Sunday. Like, so there, there's an argument that will end up popping up in these next couple of weeks, and it will be like, what's the greatest time of year in sports? And some say it's the fall when football comes around. Um, but I, I will never waver, even in the fall, like this, like starting in March with the NCAA tournament and with the, the Masters then on the horizon is my favorite time. And with with the selection show, since the one year they, they botched it, it is – it is pretty much the same. And it's just the whole process, Doug, of championship week and the, the conference tournaments. And then you have that window of revealing the bracket. And it's something that I just feel that I can count on every single year. And then Sunday night, you start filling in your bracket. I love that ability to always just be able to have that sort of day. And so when Jason threw this out, I knew the Masters was going to be my official answer, but I really wanted to find out what do I love? Was there a player? You know, could it be a favorite team? But I just really, really love what Selection Sunday is, and I just have a great appreciation of it. Technology's improved over 40 years, but it really hasn't changed in 40 years outside of the number of teams you put in the bracket. I'll I'll go back to the college thing and what I love. I love that when you're in – um, really anywhere outside of California, but especially in the Midwest and Southeast, like you have to wear that color at m- as many times as you can during the week. Like, for example, if you're in Auburn, Alabama, you cannot wear a crimson or maroon shirt. Like you just cannot like ever can't have be part of your wardrobe and vice versa with orange. If you're in Tuscaloosa or if you're an Alabama fan. It's just a, literally a color of the rainbow you can't use. And and then when when people travel, they always wear their college gear. Like, I love that. I think that's the coolest thing ever. It's a little much when you're not a college guy. You don't have a, you're from the coast and you don't really understand it. But everywhere else, I mean, you can attest to this, Dan, right? Like, you're an Ohio State fan. Like, you're not wearing yellow or blue ever, ever if you're around Columbus. Literally, do not wear the colors. The letter M on Ohio State fans, you know, Twitter handles or, you know, on signs outside of businesses, they will X out the M because of. Yeah, ESPN had a great uh, commercial series for a while. It, it's not crazy. It's just sports or whatever. Right. And it's it's that idea. Like in any other in any other world, in any other part of society like this would be crazy. But in sports, it totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. That kind of. I tell you something I don't love. Yeah, I hate the, and a lot of basketball teams just everybody stands up until the first bucket and then they sit down. I hate that. I hate that. Where was it started? What what do you? I don't know. I don't know, but lots of schools do it. I hate that. But the uh, this entire thing that you guys have been talking about reminds me of something else that I love, and that is like 
people that have so much passion for their team that they're willing to do just stupid things if they lose. So, you know, the whole viral thing after the Eagles lost, it's become a thing. After a team loses a championship, then there are viral videos of fans breaking their TVs. I don't know how much of those are fake or real, but I'm thinking to myself, I don't love anything that passionately. I, you're never going to see me break a TV. Um, and then I said that out loud while we were while I was watching videos on Monday, and Christina, happy uh, Valentine's Day, said, "Oh, trust me, you won't." Like that was some kind of a dig. Like, yeah, I I know you don't have passion. She was almost calling me out on it. Uh, but that's what I I love that there are people out there that love something that much. Was the Eagles guy, was that fake? Because that, that was not attached Seemed to like the it. wall. Seemed like it, right? It was not attached to the wall. It had a new TV sticker on it. Well, where are uh, they getting these dummy TVs? I mean, you got to pay for those too. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't know. But it was also like a funny something was the guy's Twitter handle. And it went down kind of easy. And then like, look, if, if you if somebody destroys the TV, there's one guy that was like, dude, it's just a game. Like that does not seem realistic in any way the big thing was it had brackets on the back of it but it wasn't there was no brackets on the wall so it wasn't connected to the wall it didn't make any sense i was sam anything else you want to say you love uh well i had this as my second pick i love the idea of the college football expanded playoff to 12 teams listen i know there's going to be more results like tcu getting stomped 65 to 7 i don't care I want those 12 teams in, and I think that, you know, there's 100 and what, 31 FBS teams. You got to let in, you know, you're not even letting in 10% of them. So I love the idea of the expanded playoff, and I'm excited for it to start soon. Yeah, it does seem like a good, pretty good idea. All right, things you love, feel free to hit us up on Twitter, at Gottlieb Show, on the gram, at Gottlieb Show, or the Doug Gottlieb Show Facebook page as well. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show rolls on on Fox Sports Radio from the TireRack.com studios. Mark Medino joins us uh, in about five minutes. I thought this was great. And, you know, I've, I've tried to explain, going back to last year when the Nets lost in the playoffs, the, the issues that they had, right? The, the issues were that with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you know, when you have Kyrie who's already small, you know, their other two shooters to open up the floor were Seth Curry and Patty Mills, right? And so the issue is in order to create the space needed when you have a shot-blocking center is you had to put more shooters out there and based upon their roster last year and who was healthy, the only options were small guys, and that meant, well, Kyrie's already not a good defender. Now you have another one who's small, like Seth Curry and Kyrie Irving on the same floor. Like, yikes, can't stop anybody. So obviously now those guys are gone, and the question is, Ben Simmons, they're struggling to find minutes for Ben Simmons. Here's Jock Vaughn on his goal and how hard it is to get Ben Simmons playing time. It's going to be uh, some work that we have to do because you just take a look at what the lineups could potentially look like. You put another big next to Ben, then you got to figure out what the spacing is around him. Then if you put a playmaker next to him, then you got to figure out what Ben looks like without the basketball. Then if you go small without, with Ben, then you got to figure out can you rebound enough with him. The challenges are ahead of us. We'll look them head on. We'll figure it out. We have the personnel to figure it out. Whether it is me mixing and matching throughout different pieces of the game uh, and allowing him to have a group and run with a group, that part we'll figure out. But you see the challenges that lie ahead. I think that makes a ton of sense. It's like, look, right now my, my only option is to either play him as a small ball five, but he's not uh, – he's, he's, although he's a good defender, he's not Draymond Green defensively. And if I do that, I got to play all shooters around him. And if I play him at the point, well, then, you know, there's some spacing issues because you don't have to guard him. And you don't have to guard their centers. That that means it's like five on three. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Not a big NBA All-Star game guy. I'll be honest, the last NBA All-Star game I watched was when Magic came back. 
I think that was in Orlando, right? Wasn't that in Orlando, Dan Byer, when he hit the he hit like the last shot he took as any sort of member of the NBA was like a fadeaway with Isaiah Thomas guarding him. Sure. Yeah, I think that was in Orlando. Mark Medina, I'm guessing, will be there. He's our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider. He joins us. He covers the NBA for NBA media as well. Uh, The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Mark, we we played Jock Vaughn saying, like, look, I I don't really know where to put Ben Simmons, but, but... What's his value like in the NBA if they try and move on from him in the offseason? Yeah, that's a really good question because I think clearly he's not really great in any spot right now given the circumstances. Ideally, it's what was happening before the Nets traded Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving of, hey, you're a complimentary all-star and you don't have the pressure of tapping into and strengthening your weaknesses and you can just do what you do best. He's clearly not equipped to be a number one guy on any team, but the problem is how do you trade any sort of value with that? So, um, you know, I I was surprised that, you know, if the Nets were going to go down the road of trading both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, why not blow it up all at once? In fairness to them, uh, I think his market value is depressed, but I would be very surprised that, you know, he stays on the roster this summer, but the problem is what do you get for him? And given that he is a unique player in terms of his playmaker, but he has such strong deficiencies in terms of his ability and willingness to score as well, stay healthy, I don't know if there's really an appetite for him. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy place that he's gone where he went from being a burgeoning superstar to being a guy who – Considering how much he makes uh, and the attention he gets and uh, the the de-evolution, the devolvement of his game, it's it's really kind of troubling to find that that next home for him. Um, the 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 story of Russell Westbrook is a, an interesting one. I think it's Dave McMenamin over at ESPN said uh, that one Lakers source called him a vampire. Right, he took the the blood and the soul or whatever out of the the Lakers locker room is that what was bothering Anthony Davis when 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 LeBron passed the scoring title I think so I, you know Anthony Davis said that the the larger part was just his frustration with losing I think you know on one hand that's understandable because the Lakers have experienced a lot of that but there I, I scratch my head a little bit just knowing the context of hey it was still the third quarter it's not like the game was over it was a co- close and competitive game um but I, I do think that you know Russ played a uh contributing role in his frustration that game because there were a lot of plays specifically that you know he was trying to connect with LeBron James or bad passes going out of bounds and being at the arena I've heard a lot of times Laker fans being upset with Russ that was the loudest I had ever heard them being with Russ because of the context of everyone's rooting for LeBron to make the next basket because he's getting closer to history um and I think the the you know if you take the big picture lens out of the time with Russ, you know, I don't think these ideas have to be mutually exclusive. Like, I don't think anyone's pinning him as the only reason why the Lakers struggled. There's injuries, there's roster construction issues, etc. But he also didn't fulfill his end of the bargain of, you know, living up to his promise that he would be able to adjust his role, knowing that LeBron James and Anthony Davis is on the floor and that he could play 
on and off the ball and reduce the turnovers. And as it pertains to, you know, how he affected locker room dynamics, I, I think the same ideas can be the same. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. He's considered a great guy, uh, you know, that, that treats behind the scenes people well, does a lot of things for the community, but he can still be a disruptor. There are a lot of times that, you know, he would express his displeasure with the coaching staff over rotations being subbed out, and specifically that game when Darvin Ham was trying to sub him out late in the second quarter, he was taking a sweet old time getting off the bend, uh, getting off the court, and that's what you know contributed Darvin expressing his frustration with him at halftime. Um, so yeah, just uh, a, a lot of interesting layers to the Russell Westbrook saga. The Lakers are thankful it's over, and we'll see if the pieces they got in return are enough for them to at least make the playoffs. What do the people in the NBA think of the new look Suns? You know, I think it's interesting. I think that the Suns are catapulted in the championship contention mode because that's what happens when you have Kevin Durant. But I, I think in fairness, you also t- have to take into account that the Suns gave up a lot of capital to get Kevin Durant, not just with draft picks, but giving up guys like Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. I think it's, you know, the price that the Suns should be willing to pay for, but I think it obviously weakens their depth. Now, I think all things considered, superstar kind of talent trumps over that. I don't have any misgivings on how the dynamics can work among Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, uh, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden. I think it really is plug and play and they, they can adjust the roles. But I think the bigger concern is durability, health. I mean, you look at Kevin Durant, he hasn't come back from his injury this season. Chris Paul is out at the beginning of the season. Then Devin Booker, that's the reason why you know, the, the Suns fell to fifth place after having an 18 and 11 start. So I think when you factor all those things in, I would personally, as well as other people that I've talked to around the league, view as the Suns as the number one team in the West. But it's not like it's just theirs up to grab. I think there's still an element uh, of a feeling that the West is still wide open. There's a lot of good other candidates, whether it's, you know, the Denver Nuggets or, you know, even the Dallas Mavericks, even with their unpredictable uh, move with getting Kyrie Irving. And then, of course, there's the defending champions, the Golden State Warriors, still not healthy. What's the feeling around the league of what they'll be like when they get everybody rolling? Yeah, that's the thing that's very uh, complicated. I mean, one executive told me that, uh, you know, betting against the Warriors can sometimes be the same fool's gold as when you bet against LeBron. But, you know, that same person was saying, you know what, look, I wasn't expecting them to just be barely above and below 500 all season. You would, They would have thought that there would be a lot more consistency. And, you know, there's a lot of questions that they have to answer. I mean, Steph Curry is going to be out. Uh, he already ruled himself out for the first game after All-Star break with uh, against the Lakers, um, and that could extend beyond. Gary Payton II, with that injury, uh, with that trade that they got while they – decided even after expressing their misgivings to the NBA about Portland potentially withholding medical information pertaining to his injury, they decided to just move forward with the deal partly because they determined, hey, he's probably going to be back within a month. But, you know, I think that their ebbs and flows are much different than last year because they did get off to a really strong start last year. And while they're trying to do that two-timeline approach with developing the young guys leaning on their veterans, here they took an extra step further with not retaining some of their veterans in free agency, carving out more playing time for the young guys, while Steph aside, their other core players with Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, uh, haven't really been consistent. And, you know, you fast forward now to the trade deadline, 
they traded James Wiseman partly as a concession that the idea of getting him more playing time just wasn't in the cards because of his injury situation as well as their trust level that they could give him substantial minutes without sacrificing games. So very interesting predicament that they're in. Uh, uh, Bones Highland came out and he didn't call out Jamal Murray specifically, but he he did said there was one star in Denver. Um, <clears throat> they had some issues with Bones. Does does that fit work with the Clippers? Yeah, I, I think that there's going to be more playing time, no doubt, for the Clippers. Partly because you just never know who's going to be in the lineup on a night-to-night basis with the Clippers. That I know that they are intrigued with his talent and think that he can be a good two-way player, but. Um, there's also an unknown. I mean, he's a young player, and as much as the Clippers kind of rationalize some of their moves with trading Reggie Jackson and John Wall for, you know, Eric Gordon and Bones Highland and thinking that they can be guys who are more ready to play significant minutes, uh, Bones Highland is still a young, inexperienced guy that makes mistakes. So I think Eric Gordon is obviously the more sturdy veteran kind of player that you don't have to worry about his lack of chemistry with other guys on the team. But I think in Bones' situation, while there is going to be a lot more minutes for him in Denver, just seeing the Clippers up close over this season, they've been predictably unpredictable with who's in the lineup. And, you know, Ty Lue has been very uh, forthcoming in, in his frustration of struggling to find a grip on rotations and knowing who to trust with guys, most notably at the point guard spot because of that lack of consistent roster availability. So um, I, I was surprised that the Clippers didn't go for a traditional point guard, but in their mind, you know, they want to have guys that can play two-way as opposed to just being a quote-unquote traditional PG. So we'll see if it works out. We're, we're still in this – there's still a lot of load management, still a lot of guys sitting. And, you know, Steve Kerr's pushed for fewer games. I, I just feel like that's a pipe dream. I think, you know, what I've been told, they want to do that in-season tournament format, which will feel like fewer scheduled games, but it will actually be the same. Uh, what, what level of desire do you think Adam Silver has to find ways to get guys to play more games? Because it does feel like – it, it's an issue that resonates negatively with the fans. Yeah, I think that he certainly has a desire to do that. And, you know, I know that th- there's just been, you know, short-term things, low-hanging fruits, i.e., hey, when there's a national TV game, making sure that, you know, the guys aren't missing as many of those games. But the problem is the obvious solution just isn't going to happen. Um, you know, I'm not in favor of the NBA necessarily reducing games, but if that's like the excuse that the NBA and the players are having of, hey, this is why we're out, like that, that's just not going to happen because you're going to ask for multiple parties to give up, you know, money, you know, owners, coaches, players. Uh, you know, I think in full respect, the, the arena workers. And so that's just a non-starter. I don't necessarily know what the solution is. There has to be something to attach more significance to regular season games. So they're treated with more anticipation. There's more focus on the game. Some of it's out of the bag just because the age we're in, there's more of a familiarity with the business of basketball and free agency. So some of those conversations go away from the games itself, but there has to be more attachment to the consumer that 
there's a more of a trust level that guys are going to be available consistently, even when you account that, hey, teams want to manage their players, not rush them back to injury, et cetera. And so with that, I do have some serious doubts that this idea floating around that maybe they attach players, uh, games played toward matching incentives for like player awards will be passed because I'm sure the union would then express concerns. Hey, this might create unintended pressure for guys who are legitimately hurt to rush back from injury, but something's got to give here because more and more guys aren't being available for games that people want to watch in person or on TV. Mark, great stuff as always. Good to catch back up with you. Can't wait for our weekly pop. Of course, he's our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider. He covers the NBA for NBA media. Follow him on social media. I encourage you to do so. Mark Benita. Mark, thanks for being our guest. Hey, Doug. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. All right. Happy Valentine's Day to you and yours. The Doug Gottlieb Show is live from the Tyrac.com studios. Speaking of Valentine's Day, no love lost between the Chiefs and the Eagles. We can prove it to you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Left wing, get it to Ingram up top. 101 with Dort. Drives, top of the key, spins left, shot clock at two. Double pump, mid range. Good, nothing but net, Ingram. You can't believe how tough that is. Just right at the top of the key. Giddy again on the hash mark. Bounce feed to Joe, fall away, corner three. Back iron, no good. Exhale. And you're going to taste the sweet fruits of victory in Oklahoma City for the second time this year. That's WRNO, the Pelicans Radio Network, as the Pels beat the Thunder 103-100. It's our progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Let's get to Dan Byron, the press. The Press. Danny B, what do you got, my man? Doug, Juju Smith-Schuster's Valentine that he put up on Twitter was gaining a lot of attention today. Had a picture of James Bradbury, the Eagles corner, the defensive back that held Juju on that costly penalty near the end of Super Bowl 57. And Juju had on the Valentine, one that you would get in elementary school, it said, I'll hold you when it matters most. And had a picture of Bradbury. Made its its way around social media and Twitter for a good hour. And then A.J. Brown stepped in. He quote tweeted Juju's tweet and said, First off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, meaning Bradbury, but don't act like you're like uh, don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. That from AJ Brown to Juju Smith-Schuster. Am I allowed to just like the whole thing? Sure. Yeah, I mean AJ Brown isn't wrong, but. It's funny. Did you just? I'll, I'll hold you when it matters the most. Is funny. Sorry, I think I think the whole thing is funny. We're allowed to talk trash about each other in sports. All good. All good. Very, very uh, apropos for this Valentine's Day. Derek Carr released by the Raiders after nine seasons. Reports say eight to ten teams will have an interest in Carr this offseason. I'm just not as big on Derek Carr as others are. You know, there's just there's a lot of Kirk Cousins there. You know, good, fine. Look at the numbers. Okay. Um, I'm just not as big on him as others are. Cardinals officially hired Jonathan Gannon as their new head coach, getting a five-year deal. 
That's a weird one considering how poorly their defense played or competed and how lost they look on a couple of things Kansas City did. But they did have a dominant defense in the year. Have you seen the video around of him three weeks ago being asked about taking another job and he said he's not leaving? (laughs) Why do coaches do that? I don't know. I don't know. Not going to Alabama. I'll I'll say that. I was just going to say I am actually not as mad about Nick Saban leaving and saying that. Yeah, as other people are, but not going down. No, I, I think when he said that he wasn't, but you know things change or whatever. Uh, and it's also like, man, it's really hard to put you in that situation. You know, where you have to answer and you don't have a defined. You know, what do you do? But I, I don't, I don't know why a guy. There's a yeah. smart way to to do it, and I don't feel like they're all operating in, like it's a smart way. The Colts officially introduced Shane Steichen as their new head coach. This news uh, was so uh, difficult for John Ramos to take that he had to call in sick today because, obviously, John wanted Jeff Saturday to get the job. Uh, the former interim head coach of the Colts had this to say. First, I just want to say uh, to the Colts organization and Colts Nation how much I appreciate the opportunity. I'm so grateful uh, for the last eight weeks of the season and the opportunity to represent you guys. That message from Jeff Saturday. There is no Colts Nation. <laughs> Colts stable. Not, not, every, not, every, not every team has a nation. There isn't a Colts Nation out there. Gosh, that's just tiresome. Would, would Colt Stable be good? You know, it's like fitting. Stable fans. Yes. Yeah. You know, that, uh, I love it. That bite, Enough horsing around. That bite reminds me of maybe my favorite story of the NFL season when uh, Doug suckered John Ramos into taking a bet without odds. Uh, John, John Ramos says, uh, Saturday's not going to win another game. And Doug's like, got 100 bucks on it. Let's do it. And, uh, and Ramos didn't take odds. There were six weeks for him to lose. <laughs> He lost the first game and lost the rest. By the way, don't have the 100 bucks. I'm just going to point that one out. (laughs) Uh, Saturday also had this to say. I'm so grateful for uh, Colts Nation and who you are uh, to represent the horseshoe. It meant the world to me. Indianapolis is an incredible town. Best fans in the world. The uh, best fans of the world. The The world. world. I know. The entire world. Forget about Barcelona. Forget about Estudiantes. Forget about any of the the ones in, in the premiership. Forget about the Chiefs or Alabama or Oklahoma or Texas or Notre Dame, the Indianapolis Colts, best fans in the world. When you played in Russia, how much was Colts Nation talked about? Like big, it was big. Yeah, it was. It's really that was the bar. Best fans in the world. Tiger Woods will tee it up at the Genesis Invitational at Riviera on Thursday, a place that he's never won. Tiger, though, in his pre-tournament press conference, committing quite the. Faux pas. Whoop. Sorry. It's not me calling it. Sorry. It's an alarm. Yes. My bad. Sorry, Tiger. Yeah. He had his own phone on? We've all done it. Yes. And uh, Matt Patricia would have been in run. It was, it was his ring? alarm. That was his alarm. That's what it was. Hmm. He had set his alarm. Hmm. But, okay. yeah, not too bad. I, I, not bad. I mixed it up a little bit. Yeah. And Do you wake up to alarm every day? No. Yeah. No, I wake up to a kid who wants to get up every day. Yep. That's yep. that's what I uh, get up to. And uh, Tiger is going to play with Why? Rory McIlroy and Justin Why? Thomas. Why? 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 Because why? And that's the press. Yeah!
Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. All right, good college hoops games. Uh, by the way, check out the In the Bonus podcast. We talk a lot about about the Aaron Rodgers deal as well. It's in the bonus. It's in the podcast. It's available as soon as uh, you click off this radio show. Kavino and Rich coming up next on the uh, terrestrial radio side. i got some college hoops picked for you as well. Big one as uh, Creighton takes on Providence and Oklahoma State takes on Kansas. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 